Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our series looking into injuries with Dr. Raj, aka at 3CB Performance. Hey, doing, mate? You good? You well? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. Like we talked about off air after yesterday. Mm. Hopefully, all hopefully all gunners are doing pretty well. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I felt exhausted this morning waking up after the emotions of yesterday. To be honest, how did you? How did you watch the game? I actually, I watched it. I took a longer lunch. I had patients off, so I, I was at the clinic. Nice. I, I couldn't scream too loud because the walls were thin. But yeah, I went outside in the car. I mean, it was just one of those games where. Um, I mean, Wolves didn't really create all that much. And you're thinking, you know, do they get three off 30% possession and three mm. shots on goal? And, but then I think really it just shows the, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different Arsenal team now from their mentality. And yeah. so that's, that's what it really shows is that resilience. And even in that first half, there's so many half chances where the team was just sloppy with their touch in that final third, right? They just needed one touch and Rajaka overhit a pass, Partey overhit a pass. That would have had players in on net. So you're in the back of your mind, you're just wondering, oh no, is it is it one of those games again, right? And then I think also that I think something great I, I, I love to see was Gabriel, who took a lot, who deserves some flack for the goal he gave up, right? For mm. that back pass. But then he also saved that shot from Neto that act and Atkinson didn't see the deflection of course because that's Atkinson yeah but um you know he saves that shot at the end to, to keep the game out 1-1 and there and then Lacazette ends up you know winning the game at the end so just a full team performance from everybody and even Saka I mean Saka went to the left wing and he was like nothing even changed for he just incredible yeah yeah, so versatile. And I mean, they were all pitched in. It was great seeing Granite Xhaka playing like prime Javi at times with some of the technical touches that he, <laughs> I've never seen him play quite like that before. Yeah, the only a... time I've seen him like that is when he plays more advanced internationally. Mm, yes, that's, of course. That's, that's what it reminded yeah. me of is that confidence he tends to have. You're, and I remember after the Euro Cup, he came back. And you're like, man, where is that Xhaka we saw over the summer? Mm. And I think it might just have to do more with that advanced role. He might just feel a little more comfortable, whatever it is, mentality-wise. Maybe not have to be as aggressive either in terms of like you know having that. Sometimes when you're holding mid, you're trying to take yeah. it on yourself to you know be that be that uh, that knife and you know be physical. Alan Shaka understands the line quite that well about what mm. is physical and what isn't or what's allowed. So maybe it's all those things you know tend tend for him to be a better player in a more advanced role but yeah man man he was putting in those like those shot feints the pass feints he wasn't even bothered it was incredible and then of course i mean Partey and Odegaard arguably two best players on the pitch that would I mean that was incredible so the whole yeah. the whole midfield three was their best game together by far in my opinion we won in spite of the fact, of course, that, that Takahiro Tomiyasu was was unavailable, uh, which is the reason why uh, I, I reached out to speak to you about this, because it's one of those frustrating injuries. Um, I don't know if I want to go as far to say self-inflicted, but it kind of is with Tomiyasu, because if we think back to the Liverpool Cup game at home, obviously we yeah. were eliminated, 
it reminded me of when he pushed Thomas Partey back too quickly against Tottenham uh, the season prior in the North London derby. And I remember that famous scene of him pushing Thomas Partey back onto the pitch. And whilst it's a different injury, it feels as though we kind of played Tommy Asu against Liverpool when we maybe didn't have to, because if you remember the game after that uh, against, I think it was uh, Burnley in the nil-nil, Ben White played at right back and Rob Holding yep. came in at centre-back. And, and Rob Holding and Ben White were both available that day uh, and could have arguably played it to not risk Tommy Asu. Anyway, we risked him. He injured his calf. Uh, Mikel Arteta speaking after that game said Tommy had an injury and we didn't have anybody to play in that position against Liverpool. He needs to recover and look after himself to try and be available as quick as he can. He'll be out for a few weeks. He then returned, of course, for the bench against Brentford, uh, which was great. Uh, and before that game, uh, Arteta said that Tommy Asu was trained the last few days. He's in contention and we can use him. And that was ahead of the game, of course, against Wolves. But then speaking after the game, when it was shown by the lineup that Tommy Asu wasn't there and nowhere to be seen, he said, yes, it was the other calf. So he came back and he was completely fine. And in training, he felt the other calf. So this is an issue because he's a professional who is giving absolutely everything to help us. And in the last few months, he's not been fit. How is this a common thing that with the kind of calf issues that when you kind of aggravate one uh, and you're working on kind of rehab with that calf that you can then suddenly do the other one? It's common for not just for calves, it's common for anything to compensate, especially when you're dealing with an extended hiatus now, is that when you ramp up and you're coming back, you're always going to have potential compensation in other parts of your body. Mm. And whether that leads to an over issue or not, the body is like, it's, imagine like the body as a set of chain links. When one link is weakened, the others have to pick up the slack, right? And so it's not always uncommon for that to happen. The main thing we don't know is that, you know, Mikel didn't really give us more information that he felt something that could be tightness, right? It could be a niggle in the calf and they're just being mm. overly precautionary. It could be an overt injury. We just don't know yet. Right. So it, it's not all that uncommon and we don't know how concerning it is just yet. I think going back to your first point, you mentioned at the start about risking Tomiyasu. I think the key with what Mikel said is that, we didn't have anyone to play right back versus Liverpool. I don't think he wanted holding to play centrally potentially mm. versus that Liverpool front and, and their amount of movement. And so I, I believe Suarez had a hip injury at the time as well, if I remember yeah. correctly. And so it's always, you know, what's thought with, with muscular injuries, it's, it's a risk reward where it's almost probabilities where you're saying, all right, you know, tell me is at 75%. Can we risk him? What's the reward here? you know, versus Liverpool where we potentially, you know, win that knockout game. And so that's kind of always a gray area that comes in when yeah. it comes to elite sport. And those calculations are made, you know, every single day. They don't, they don't always work for you. They don't work against you. So. Absolutely. Interesting. And what I like about getting yourself on Raj is that as an Arsenal fan, it's, it's good for me to go forwards and ask you about kind of the replacement and, and Cedric coming in. Cedric's played the last two games and has looked really solid for Arsenal. I mean, as an Arsenal fan, are you feeling confident going into those games against Watford and then Leicester if Tomiyasu isn't fit for those games that Cedric can continue to do the business? Yeah, I mean, Suarez, to his credit, has really bounced back well. I think... His main issue was always his, for me at least, was his defensive positioning and awareness where he would get caught up the pitch 
And so it seems like, I mean, he hasn't, we haven't really seen any instances of that in the games he's been playing, right? He's been quite sound. We know what he can do, what he can do moving up the pitch. And that's probably his greatest strength, right? Especially his, his ball striking and his ball mm. delivery, but defensively has always been the concern. But I think he's for whatever reason, you know, whether it's due to the coaching staff, whether it's himself, probably a combination of both, right? Is that he's really developing that balance for himself and developing also, I think, you know, that chemistry with Ben White, because when you don't play with it, when you don't play with someone in a yeah. real game, you just, it takes time to develop that chemistry as we've kind of seen with Thomas Partey as well, right? It takes time to develop chemistry with the players around you if you don't play much. And so, you know, I, I'm comfortable now with him as cover. And I think versus those teams, you should be able to get by. I imagine they really want Tomiyasu fully fit, you know, for the spell of games following that, which gets you know, significantly yeah. more difficult. Yeah, when we've got some really difficult fish, Liverpool obviously gets into splice between those. Tottenham, yep. we imagine, will be rescheduled at some point. Chelsea's coming up at some point as well. West Ham will follow too. Yep. Um, but we've got this run where we can build up some momentum and go into that Liverpool game, hopefully strong. Um, while Just to round off the show for this short feature, um, what is what has been interesting during this Arteta tenure is actually the, the lack of injuries uh, mm-hmm. this season. Um, and we haven't really seen too many players struggle with with problems smith rose had a couple of small ones we've obviously experienced this tommy Asu one more recently kirantini was out at the start of the season for a small period and nuno Tavares covered really really well um obviously before abamyang left he was absolutely fine lacazette's not had to deal with anything uh, at all gabriel martinelli's recovered from that knee injury that he had the previous season really strongly and come into contention this year do you think there's any clear-cut reasons as to why arsenal are having this I don't want to describe it as luck because I hope there's some kind of reasoning behind why we're going through this period. But is, do you think there is any reason behind it? Yeah, I do. The one you forgot was the Xhaka. Uh, of course, injury. yes. But that was a contact injury. So, you know, mm. I completely agree with you in terms of the relatively preventable injuries, which are typically those non-contact soft tissue injuries. The club has done quite well. Even last season, they rehabbed hamstring injuries really, really quickly. Like I remember holding and Partey came back quicker than you would expect from a hamstring Mm. injury as well. And they never had a relapse. And so I think I had a video about this last season, but Arsenal have made some changes to their medical and their physio team. I think, for example, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Essentially, they promoted, they've had, they promoted one of their lower team physios to now as being the head of Arsenal physio. You might be able to find that name. I'm just so Googling was, it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was he was promoted, I think, two years ago now, which tends to co- coincide with um, some of those decreases in, in injury rates. And, just, and the key thing is always just finding, it's all about finding the right staff. Almost like, you know, having your own starting 11, you got to find the right team mm. that works together in the same way. And so I think they've really found that. And I think also to a certain extent, it's also about a a managerial and coaching staff that gives your physio and your fitness and your medical staff, the autonomy to make decisions or more autonomy to make decisions. It's always, it's always collaborative from my understanding within Arsenal, but you let the experts be the experts when it comes to their field and don't, you know, overruled, um, that staff because that's something that we do see often in clubs more than you might ever think which can lead mm. to some of those injuries like even in Tamayasu's case 
it's not like Mattel is saying I'm overruling everyone, right? It's a collaborative decision with the physio staff saying, Hey, you know, this is probably, we think he can go. He's cleared the checks. Yeah. It's a risk. And then you ask the player, right? And so you make a decision based off all those things. Mm, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where Arsenal finish and how injuries will play a role. And I'm sure if any do uh, come up, uh, I'll be pleased to speak to you once again, Raj, and, and get your views on them. Tell people where they can find you, though, and what you're going to be up to. Yeah, you can find me, like you said at the start, my handle is at 3CB Performance on Twitter, on YouTube. Check out my website as well. Um, not up to much. Uh, I'll be tra- I'm traveling to Italy soon, which will be nice and fun. Lovely. And so, um, but otherwise, just looking forward to the rest of the season. And, you know, man, top four race is going to be fun. So, Yeah, fingers crossed for that. Indeed, a massive thank you again to Dr. Raj for coming on and giving us the insight on Tommy Asu there. And fingers crossed we can keep a clean bill of health as much as feasibly possible between now and the end of the season. Uh, do give him a follow at 3CB Performance on Twitter. You can find myself at Tom Canton Media and, of course, at the Arsenal Way N5. We'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal Way. 